Hi, and welcome to Wellness with Lana. I'm Lana, your realistic wellness bestie, here to discuss everything from nutrition and fitness to mental health and fun. Join me every weekend for an episode that is entertaining, educational, and can help you become the best version of yourself. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I am so happy they decided to click on and listen in. If you are new, an extra special welcome to you. Whether you are just starting your wellness journey or you have been on one for a while, I hope that this podcast is just a tool and a resource that you can use whenever you need some motivation, some inspiration, and some education. Those were a lot of big words, but you know what I'm trying to say. Make sure to follow me on all of my socials and this podcast. It helps me a ton when I see people messaging me about the podcast and if it helped them or any suggestions or questions. I love answering every single one of the DMs. I've answered paragraphs before. I've sent voice memos because I'm really here just to help you. There's no other reason for me to have this podcast and all of my socials. I'm here to help other people become the best healthiest and happiest versions of themselves without unrealistic and unsustainable wellness habits. So let's set the mood. It is after lunchtime around 1.20 on a Sunday, and I am pre-recording this because my semester of classes is starting tomorrow. So I had my winter break, and now it is time to get back into the classroom I'm very sad about this. It's very bittersweet because I did enjoy my time off, but I am able to still work on all of my passion projects and more, and I will stay consistent with social media and my podcast like I always am because I'm really here to help you, as I mentioned. I'm just sitting. I have my water, which this is your reminder to go drink some water. That is refreshing. Hydrate that hot bod and let's get moving and grooving into this episode. A high and low of the week, and again, if you're new, I always set the mood for my podcasts so you kind of get the vibes of where I'm coming from, and I also have a high and a low every single week. Those are the things that are pretty consistent along every single one of my podcast episodes. A high of this week is probably the fact that I have just been enjoying every single last drop of winter break. I've been able to work on so many passion projects, read, catch up on things I've always have just been pushing off. Yesterday, I cleaned my entire room from top to bottom. I cleaned up my entire closet. I removed a ton of clothing that didn't fit me or just I never wore. I'm going to be listing those on Poshmark, giving them away, bringing them to charity shops, just like getting all of this clutter out of my room. And it makes me feel so much more productive and so much more at peace. And this is also a reminder that if you don't have your 2023 vision board yet, if you haven't planned out your entire year, if you don't fully know what your New Year's resolutions are, if you know you haven't been able to clean your room or really get started on your New Year's resolutions, that it's totally okay. You don't need to start January 1st. You can start really whenever and it is still a fresh month and a fresh year. So you can start cleaning or making your vision board or finishing up your goals whenever you have the ability. 
Also, this is a little plug that I do have a realistic wellness planner for 2023 posted within the link tree. It's on Etsy. It's super affordable. And if you use the code wellnesswlana, you get 30% off. So it's literally five bucks and I it's over 140 pages of content and I've worked so hard to make sure that the journal will be helpful to your wellness lifestyle that you want to build for 2023. A low of this week is, again, probably the fact that, you know, this was a high, but it's also a low that winter break is ending and I'm going to have to be back in the classroom. And I love school. I love all of my classes. I love my major, but it's still bittersweet because I am transferring colleges. So I will pretty much be starting at a new school tomorrow, which is definitely nerve wracking. Speaking of newness, I will be making a podcast episode in the future about making new friends in new places because I understand the struggle if you like grew up with the same people and your friends were the same and then all of a sudden you went to college or something happened and like they're not your friends anymore and you have to go out and make new ones like that's always hard and especially me because I've been hopping around colleges you know it's it's tough but you know that's just kind of the reality of my life and a lot of people actually struggle with making friendships so that's a podcast episode I definitely want to record in the future. Okay so when you hate your body yeah this is a really touchy subject for me because I used to despise my body and I actually hated my body the most when I was at the lowest weight when I was struggling with an eating disorder I hated myself and I would not look in the mirror and I hated looking at pictures of myself. Like I did not like the way I looked. I would always ridicule myself. It was not a great mental place to be in. And I really, it really makes me sad when I see other people struggling with the same thing. And this is why I wanted to record this podcast because I want to help people kind of start learning how to love their bodies and love their bodies through whatever journey their body is going through. Like whether you are trying to lose weight because maybe you want to, obviously in a healthy way and obviously if you need to, then you know, you need to love your body through the journey of that all and respect it for what it's doing to you rather than hating yourself. Because I always say you cannot hate yourself into a body you love. It is never about the weight. It is not about whether you have abs or not. It is not about, you know, how big your glutes are. It is literally all about the way you perceive yourself. Self-perception is the key to loving your body or hating it. So that is why I definitely want to talk about this. And I feel like around the new year's there is so much focus on your body lose weight go to the gym eat healthy everything has to surround your body it's like people are genuinely shocked when i tell them i eat healthy and i work out because it makes me feel good it is not about my body it literally just makes me feel really good really confident and filled with energy and people are genuinely shocked by that. and i get it because i used to be that person that ate a certain way or worked out a certain way because i wanted a certain body and when i learned to respect and love my body that's when the game changed that is when not only did i become more confident within myself but i got serious fitness progress And I really became a calmer, more happier, and healthier person just because I learned how to accept my body. And this all comes back to the why. Why are you starting to work out? Why are you starting to want to live a healthy lifestyle? Why do you want to eat healthy? And many people have the wrong why. They hate their body, and that is the only reason and the main reason why they are going to the gym, why they are dieting, why they are eating a certain way, 
because they hate their body. And then they never reach their fitness goal because they are burnt out. That is not a good why. You cannot hate yourself into a body you love. Your dream life, your dream body does not come from a place of self-hatred. It comes from a place of self-love, from self-understanding, from self-acceptance. But just because you accept yourself in your body doesn't mean that you can't change it. It is totally fine to have certain physical goals, as long as, number one, they are realistic. Because if you want to say you want to be like 70 pounds, for example, and you're, I don't know, pretty tall, like that's not realistic. That's really unhealthy. So you got to like step back a notch. As long as they are realistic physique goals, you want to get stronger, you want to have maybe some abs, grow your glutes a little bit, like that's okay. But as long as that's coming from a place of self-love and not the because you despise your body and you hate how it looks. Self-acceptance doesn't mean accepting any type of body. It means loving your body no matter how it looks like, but also working towards a goal, whether that is, you know, physical or not. So let's get into the episode. Body confidence is not just something you are born with. And loving your body is not just something that should come naturally, especially in a world like today where we see magazines and social media models, we see all of these people with unrealistic beauty standards. It is hard to love your body and it's very, very easy to hate and ridicule your body no matter your weight or your size. However, if you want to improve your body image and really start to appreciate and love your body, even if you're working towards a physical fitness goal, it takes a lot of work. And let me tell you that it's not like a one to two week session and then you're done and you're set for life. It's a every single day you have to put a little bit of work and you still have days where you might despise your body. You might hate it, but that's normal. And you need to understand that bad days might happen. You just need to keep swimming, keep working towards loving your body and appreciating it no matter what stage of your fitness journey you're on, no matter what stage of wellness you're on, just make sure that you are accepting and loving your body. But, you know, again, it's very difficult to love your body when everywhere around you, you just see perfect bodies, you know, social media, magazines, just literally everywhere. And this is pretty much where diet culture gets all of their money and profits from. They are promoting powders and pills that most of the time don't actually work and they're making you feel insecure and gaining profit from that. And this is why I absolutely despise diet culture and I do not support it. Diet culture took away a couple years of my life where I was stuck in an eating disorder. And so I will whistleblow against diet culture every single day, every single post. And I will fight for people to see the truth that diet culture is there to make you feel insecure. It can be your choice to feel confident within your body. And again, no matter what stage of fitness you're on, no matter what stage of life, no matter your weight or your height, you need to learn how to be confident in your body. My experience with healing my body image and finding confidence is definitely a lengthy one. I have been through almost every single stage of life when it comes to body confidence. So I can say from experience that it is not easy, but you can do it. Let's take last year, for example, or the past couple years when I was struggling with an eating disorder. No matter how low my weight got, that did not give me confidence. And this is your like big sign that no matter how much weight you lose, that is not going to make you happy or feel more confident. 
Confidence comes from within. It does not come from looking at your appearance and seeing abs or seeing something that you wanted. It comes from inner work. Otherwise, you might have a very slim, perfect body, but if you don't have that inner confidence and self-perception of, you know, I look good and I'm confident, then everyone can just feel that you're not confident within yourself, no matter how good your body looks in society's standards. So last year, I was extremely underweight. Well, I guess now it's two years ago. I was extremely underweight and hated my body, but throughout 2022, I gained 40 pounds of desperately needed weight. Remember, I had an eating disorder. I needed to gain weight. I am the heaviest right now I've ever been, but I'm also the strongest and happiest. I'm the most confident. And I truly can show you that gaining weight or being a certain weight does not mean more confidence. And a lot of times, people that become underweight or people that drastically lose a ton of weight that is not medically necessary you're not going to get more confident. You're actually going to lose confidence. So again, it's never about the weight. So how can you love your body and through that become the happiest and healthiest version of you? Because once I started accepting and loving my body, that's when the game changed. I learned how to appreciate my body, intuitively move, intuitively eat, and just be happy, not constantly worry about food or calories or my body weight or this or that. I just learned how to be present within myself, love and appreciate myself. And I think because I took away all of this unnecessary stress from my body, fitness results came so quick. I got so strong. I got pretty ripped, not gonna lie. I got extremely strong abs. But you know what? That came from a lot of practice of accepting my body and realizing, you know, the abs don't define my worth. Are they as lean as they were a year ago? Definitely not, but they're there and they're actually stronger. They might not be extremely, extremely visible, but they are stronger and they're there. And again, my worth is not defined by my weight nor how my body looks. It is defined by my self-perception. So One of the first things that really helped me to start loving my body more is unfollowing anyone that made me feel bad. I used to follow a ton of social media models, a ton of Victoria's Secret models, and every single time I opened my Instagram feed, that is what I saw. And do you really think that would make me feel more confident or less? Every time I opened my social media, I was pretty disappointed with myself. I would ridicule and point out everything that was wrong with my body because I didn't look like them. And you think that it doesn't impact you, but it actually really does, trust me. It starts to subconsciously, you know, hurt you. And you might start noticing that, you know, you don't like to look in the mirror, you always wear baggy clothes, you don't want to look at your body and you're not confident you might start restricting food because you are not confident with how you look right now. And honestly, I had to unfollow a lot of people. And on top of anyone that makes you feel bad about your body, just anyone that's toxic in general, if there are people, if there are old people or friends that you used to follow, but they just don't add value to your life if what they post you don't agree with or you just don't, you could care less, unfollow them. I am still working on unfollowing a ton of people that I literally just don't need in my life or just people that I could care less what they're doing on their Instagram. Like, if I don't care, I'm not going to follow you. And it might be harsh, but it's true. And honestly, having a emptier Instagram makes me feel so much more calm because I don't see all of these toxic 
like unrealistic beauty standards, but I also don't see the people that I don't want to see. And also regarding kind of protecting your peace, protect your peace around family and friends that might have a bad relationship with their body or others. If you have a family member or friend that's constantly making comments about their body or your body, be vocal and tell them to just keep their comments to themselves. A lot of times, I don't think people realize how hurtful like comments or silly jokes can be to people that are trying to become the happiest and healthiest version of themselves. And to a lot of people who listen to this podcast episode or follow my social media, you are improving your relationship with food. You are trying to improve your relationship with fitness, your body, your mental health, and more. I literally posted today a TikTok or a reel on Instagram where it said, you know, you don't get an award for laughing that you didn't eat at all today. That's very hurtful for people who have had eating disorders in the past. And yet, obviously, because the Instagram algorithm has been horrific for the past couple of months, it literally reached the wrong audience, and then I had people confused, thinking I was making fun of people with eating disorders. It was a whole thing. People can think what they want. That video is still up if you want to go follow me and look at that video at Wellness with Lana. But, you know, it's true. Like, if you are always around people that make negative comments towards, you know, your body, or they're always having very disordered habits. Like, you know, the almond mom on TikTok, like, you know what I'm talking about. The mom that like eats one leaf of a spinach and she's full. Yeah. Try to avoid (laughs) your contact with people like that because they're not going to help you feel more confident in your body. And this is also means that you might have to cut off people that don't make you feel good. If you're always around friends and they're always talking about that might not contribute to a healthy, happy, balanced lifestyle that you want, that includes protecting your mental well-being, then make sure to cut them off and be kind of ruthless about it because you don't need people that are bringing you down. Next, every single day for a month, something that I did, and I still sometimes do, is journaling or writing down three things that I like about my body. It can be your eyes, your hair, your belly, your strong legs, anything. And I think when you start looking at your body in a more objective, like, I really like this part, I feel like that's when you become way more confident in how your body looks because you start noticing the good rather than the bad. We are our biggest self-critic. So every time we look in the mirror, we're only picking ourselves apart. You might, like, look at your face and, you know, be angry that you have acne or you might look at your lower belly and you're wondering why it's not completely flat but you need to understand that most people won't even notice that or do they care. We are our biggest self-critic and we see every single ingredient. We don't see the finished product. I always like to think of body confidence and body image like a chocolate chip cookie. Up close, the chocolate chip cookie might be a little grainy. The chocolate chips aren't perfectly symmetrical. You know, it might be a little burnt on one side, but when you step away from you know, a microscope looking at the cookie and you look at the finished product, not only does it taste great, but it looks great too. And that's what I like to think about body image is the finished product looks really good. So you don't need to look at every single imperfection because how God made you is perfectly perfect, okay? Of course, as I mentioned earlier, you can still work on physical fitness goals, but that should not be your number one priority is to change your body. There are so many other reasons to start a wellness lifestyle. Also, learn how to do the movement your body likes. Intuitive movement is such a game changer, and it still means that you can be disciplined within the gym. 
I had a whole previous episode on intuitive movement versus discipline, which is episode 26, that discusses in detail about what intuitive movement really is on my terms and how that can still mean that I'm disciplined in the gym. But to put that episode in a nutshell, I work out seven days a week. Now, before you freak out and say, where are your rest days? Don't worry. I consider my stretching my rest day, but I also consider that like movement still. Movement can be anything. And that's why I say I work out every single day, but I don't actually work out every single day. Here's how it is. So I have, you know, days that I like to hit glutes, days that I like to hit legs, upper body, abs, core, whatever. Then I split it up into, I kind of know that I like to lift, especially lower body. So, you know, I might lift two days a week. The other days I'll do Pilates or I'll do some lower impact movement. And then I put in one to two rest days, but I still include stretching and long walks on those days, especially if my body is feeling particularly anxious. So when I say I work out seven days a week, I don't really work out seven days a week. I probably truly work out like three to four, but I just have lower impact movements and I still move my body all the other days of the week, which in my books counts as a workout. Literally anything can count as movement. And when you learn to realize what your body likes and being disciplined in the sense of you will move your body today, but not rigid in a structure that is like, I can only lift weights today or I can only do Pilates today. When you give yourself the flexibility of if I want to run, I can run. If I want to lift weights, I can lift. If I want to do Pilates or bar or tennis or whatever else, or even stretching, then that is totally okay. And once you learn how to accept the fact that your body wants to move in different ways on different days, which that kind of rhymed, not going to lie, then, you know, the game changes because you start to listen and work with your body. I've also seen a lot on cycle syncing, which is pretty much very similar to intuitive movement, which is when you do certain workouts during certain phases of your menstrual cycle, doing more like hit and cardio workouts throughout one part of your cycle and more slower like Pilates and yoga movements during your cycle. I see that all over social media and that's very similar to intuitive movement. We're still disciplined in a sense of we are working out. It's just not as rigid as like, this day we're only doing weights and, you know, Wednesdays we only run. Like, it is more flexible than that because you listen to what your body wants in a particular day. And again, if you want a complete rest day, you want to just lay on the couch because you are exhausted, then that's what you need to do. You are listening to your body. But if you realize you're kind of being lazy and you don't actually need the rest, just start off with a gentle stretch or a gentle Pilates workout, and that can help kind of get the momentum rolling for future workouts. Also, episode 24 describes why I stopped being a gym rat, and this is a very similar approach to why I did not feel the best when I was forcing myself to do movements that I didn't like. When you force yourself to work out in ways that your body just doesn't feel good, you're not going to get the results you want. You're going to be inflamed. You're not going to be consistent. And this is why I had to stop the gym rat lifestyle. Not only was it very toxic for me, but my body did not feel good lifting weights five to six days a week. It did not. And so I decided to start incorporating more Pilates, where now it's a pretty even split between weightlifting and Pilates. Sometimes I do more weightlifting on some weeks and other weeks I do more Pilates. And every single day, I like to go for a long walk, listening to a podcast or just listening to nature. 
And that is my movement. I listen to what my body needs. And the more I listen, the more I respect my body and all of its signals. And this takes a lot of practice. It means sometimes waking up and literally sitting in your bed thinking, what kind of movement would my body prefer the most? It means taking time out of your busy day to try and understand what your body is trying to tell you. But trust me, once you have this mastered, the game changes. Don't be scared to look at yourself in the mirror. I used to always avoid the mirrors. I don't know what it was about mirrors. I didn't want to look at my face. I didn't want to look at my body. Even when I was in clothing, I just didn't want to see it. But when you become more confident, you start realizing that, you know, it's okay to look in the mirror. It doesn't mean that you're going to tear yourself apart. So kind of what I did to kind of get over the PTSD of tearing myself apart in a mirror, I would just stand, you know, with clothing on and just look at myself and kind of compliment my clothing, my outfit, my hair, just kind of make myself feel good about whatever I'm wearing and how my body looks. And the more I did this, the more I realized that I can be comfortable and confident in my body, no matter its weight, no matter what outfit I'm wearing, I'm beautiful. And you need to remind yourself that you are absolutely gorgeous. Sometimes I put on music and dance, and sometimes I just stare in the mirror, and it really gets you more comfortable and grounded with who you are. Trust me, I know this sounds so abstract, but I'm telling you, Go to the mirror and dance. Put on some headphones, your favorite music. Look at yourself and literally just have a little dance party with yourself. You might think this is like really dumb and really out there, but trust me, it really, really helped me kind of start to understand and love my body. And now, you know, I'm not scared to go up to mirrors and look at myself. I'm not scared to take pictures of myself like because I accepted my body and I love it for how it looks no matter, you know, whether I am you know, doing more Pilates, doing more weightlifting, whatever weight I am at, I accept and love my body. Also, this is kind of related to intuitive movement, but learn how to intuitively eat. This is such a struggle because intuitively eating is even harder, I would say, than going on a diet because there are no rules. And especially if you have been, you know, very rule-based and you've always been dieting, cutting out food groups, or you're like me, which, you know, I like black and white, like it's a yes or a no. Intuitive eating is not like that. Nothing is off limits. And I think that's what terrifies people is they really think that when they start intuitively eating, they're going to eat junk. But you see, your body might eat junk for like the first day or two because you restricted those foods. But after a while, the novelty of those foods wears off. And when I say a while, it can be a couple days or it can be a couple of months, okay? I still have, I've had like food obsessions where they're generally foods that I restricted throughout my eating disorder. And as I was recovering, I would eat certain foods multiple times a day. This could be bread, where I absolutely adore bread, and I used to eat it literally like two times a day, like breakfast and lunch or lunch and dinner. And the more I ate it and the more I normalized it within my diet and kind of told my body that you can have it whenever you want, the more that food became less of a thing for me. I just became calmer around it. I didn't always think about it because it wasn't restricted. This is, goes back to the whole forbidden fruit effect. I also go into during my intuitive eating episode, which is episode six. You know, when you start really listening to your body and figuring out what it wants and the more practice you have where, you know, your body's hungry, what is it craving? What is it wanting? What does it want to fuel it? 
the more you become more confident within your body. You start to respect your body's signals, your body's physiology, and you literally start to love your body and what it can do for you. However, I'm going to mention this. If you have an eating disorder or you are extremely underweight and have a really bad relationship with food, I do not recommend intuitive eating right now. So intuitive eating is for people that are healthy and have accurate hunger signals. When you are in an eating disorder or you you know don't eat for a long period of time or you undereat constantly, you literally don't get hungry. And this is why it's hard to intuitively eat when you are recovering from an eating disorder because your hunger signals are all over the charts. You're hungry, you're not hungry, like you don't you don't fully understand them and how to listen to them. However, once you do recover from your eating disorder, intuitive eating is definitely the way to go. That's what I did where I kind of had to eat on a meal plan for a while until I regained the weight back and started to get normal hunger signals. And then once I got that, then I could start shifting into intuitive eating. Lastly, wear what makes you feel most confident. I stopped following trends and I honestly started to wear what made me feel fabulous. I felt so good when I started to wear things that I actually liked. It might have not been trendy and other people might have made fun of my outfits or whether it was athleisure wear at the gym or it was just, you know, the outfits I wore to school. A lot of people made fun of them. They asked why I always dressed up. But personally, I felt better dressing up. I felt better being more presentable when I went anywhere. So that's what I started to do. And I realized the more I started to define my style, the more I bought high quality pieces that really reflected who I was, the more I bought those basics that everybody needs and started wearing more, you know, before I completely finish up this episode, I want to explain why it's so important to start accepting and loving your body. So when you become more confident in who you are, everything else will follow. Whether you gain, lose, or maintain your weight, your confidence should skyrocket, especially if you take a couple or all of the tips I just mentioned. But keep in mind, I still struggle with bad days. On days that I struggle, I just look for the brighter days ahead. It's okay to wear something comfortable, just have a nourishing meal, and not look at your body some days in the mirror. But all the other days, be confident in who you are. No matter your height or your weight or your fitness journey or wherever you are, Be confident in who you are, love the journey, and accept your body and love it for right now in the future. Because especially as females or even men, like our bodies will change throughout as we age. You know, if if you choose to have a child or you already have, like your body changes throughout all of that process. You need to learn how to accept your body no matter your weight or your appearance and everything else will follow. When I learned to accept and love my body, you know, my fitness progress just worked. Things started to happen. I became way more confident in the gym. I became happier and healthier. I learned how to intuitively eat and be more confident in what I ate and my fitness routine and everything. And once you learn how to stop hating on your body and stop negative self-talking yourself in your body, everything else will fall into place. But it takes a lot of practice and a lot of effort that unfortunately many people aren't willing to go through because it takes time, it takes practice, it takes actual, like you putting in the time and effort to appreciate and love your body, to nourish it with the right foods, to move it in the ways that make it feel best, that takes time. But if you invest in the time now, then you will be more confident for years to come. I hope that this episode will help you become the most confident you can be and develop a good body image.
I'm going to quick wrap up the tips that I mentioned throughout the entire episode. So first, unfollow anyone that makes you feel bad. Just hit the unfollow button if they're a toxic friend or a social media model that just doesn't make you feel good. Unfollow them. Second, protect your peace around family and friends. If they are making comments about your body that you weren't asking for, just tell them to stop. I think when you stand up for yourself in your body and your inner energy and peace, people start to notice you more and notice that you are starting something new. You are becoming a confident version of yourself. So they kind of start to back off. Third, every single day for a month, journal or write somewhere three things you like about your body. Make sure you do this consistently and trust me, when you start looking for the positives in your body, it kind of crowds out the negatives. Fourth, learn how to do the movement your body likes. Intuitive movement is such a game changer and it never means you're not being disciplined. It means you still have the discipline of going to the gym. However, whatever you do at the gym changes depending on how your body feels and what it needs. Fifth, don't be scared to look at your body in the mirror. Start dancing in the mirror. Start doing things that appreciate your body and just look at it. Look at yourself in the mirror. I don't care how many pimples you have. I don't care if your hair looks greasy. Look at yourself in the mirror and appreciate yourself. Sixth, learn how to intuitively eat. This is such a struggle, but trust me, it will help to appreciate your body more when you realize that your body knows exactly what it needs when it needs it. And finally, Wear things that make you feel most confident. If you prefer to dress up or down, do that. Define your style and you'll become more confident in the end. So again, I loved this episode. It was definitely needed, especially during a time such as around the New Year's when everyone wants to lose weight because they want their body to look better. Again, I hope that you absolutely loved this episode and it showed you some tips to how to stop hating your body and how to start loving it instead. Make sure to follow this podcast, give it a rating and a review, and share it with a friend or family member that may not be confident in their body. Also, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at wellnesswlana or by clicking the link tree in the show notes. I hope you have the most fabulous week ahead. Bye-bye.